interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Won't you come see about me? Now I gotta cut loose, put loose. Don't need money, don't take fame. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 280, and tonight we are going to do a spoiler episode of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Because <clears throat> we all finally saw it. Yes, we all saw it, and now we're going to talk about it in a spoiler-full yes. environment. If you it's going to be beautiful. want to not be spoiled, go watch it, then come back and... Listen to this episode later, or just listen to it now and be spoiled. Yeah. And maybe you like Deal spoilers. Yeah, I mean, maybe Deal you like spoilers. I was spoiled. I was a, I was spoiled a huge plot point in this movie. Oh man, that sucks. And it didn't honestly bother me at all because as soon as oh, really? I, I as soon as I read it, um, I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. All right, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, so you you read your spoiler. Well, okay, so I play the um, the HQ trivia game. Oh, no. And it was... Did it they pull it in that? Yeah, it was Star Wars. Well, it wasn't them. It was the chat. It was... Um, oh. We were doing Star Wars night, and I lost on the second to last question. Of the, of the 18 questions, I lost on 17. And I would have won, like, $4 if I'd have got there. Because I knew the last one. Uh, but, like, people were just... It was all over the chat. Okay. All over the chat. So anyway, it's fine. And I'll mention what it is later. I'll give you another few minutes, though, if you're listening to the show and you don't want to. Yes. By by the way, I've I've got to say this: that the the music in that trailer that we 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 had at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Holy cow! Is that amazing? It is awesome. That yeah, is cool. just beautiful. And did we ever hear that in the movie? No, it's no. I, I was disappointed. I thought there was going to be some sort of giant fanfare. Just like that in the movie at some point, and I, I didn't hear it. No, but also, but, I, I, this is also when I wish we had a, a lot more time where we could have used all sorts of Star Wars music for our little radio dial thing um, coming into Cheap Seat Reviews. Um, that, would, that would have been pretty cool, too. But um, 
I want to I want to figure out where that music is for the trailer, and I'll probably download that at some point. Uh, I don't know, but what I will say is I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> we have begun. Yeah, no, it's fine. Andrew, uh, Force 3D Faxing Things Jimison. Good. Oh, yeah. That's, I don't know. I, I can think. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I like it. Yeah. Uh, and Sam, didn't Palpatine kind of look like the overdog from uh, Space Hunter and the Forbidden Zone, Vector? <laughs> yeah, I uh, did. I didn't think of that. That's totally, he was, you're totally right. I thought he was the guy from Dark Crystal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, well, he was almost like a puppet, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. he, he kind of was a puppet. Was and, it, wasn't and, it, you know, wasn't I'm, Dark I'm just... Hey, Sean. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm going to send you up on that second transfer ship. Um, just so you know. <laughs> oh, that's fine. The one that gets lightning, yeah. force lightning and blowed up. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's yours. That's fine. All you, man. All you. Yeah. So, so basically, let's just go ahead and do it, right? We're just going to rip the Band-Aid off. So the spoiler mm-hmm. that was ruined are. for me was the fact that she is Palpatine's granddaughter. What? And... <laughs> I read that and I was like, oh, actually, that's actually kind of cool because of all the theories that people keep saying, you know, because the, the most lot, most ones that we kept hearing was that she was um, Obi-Wan's granddaughter, which mm-hmm. never made sense because he would be a, <clears throat> you know, a, a devout um, Jedi. Mm-hmm. So. Unless he had a little fun, you know, as a youth. Well, oh, I had something really interesting to say about what you were just talking about, Sam. Oh, so talking about the trailer of music a minute ago. So yes, um, there are there are people that do that that only do the scores and stuff for trailers. I mean, that is a mm-hmm. thing. And so I would assume that either a John Williams did that for the trailer or someone else arranged it. But that's the new thing now is to take a theme that we know and then to slow it down and like halftime it. You know, I wonder. Really. I wonder if Giacchino had something to do with it because he's he's got such he's like the new. Well, I won't say he's the new John Williams, but no. he does lots of great stuff, and he's been known to work with J.J. Abrams on things mm. and redo scores that have already been written. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that. I mean, that might make some sense. I mean, I'm doing some. Uh, so it says the trailer music is by. It's going to start playing here. Just give me a second. I'm going to pause it. Oh, get out of here. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not it. Anyway, no? Okay. I just did a Google search and I'm not getting what I wanted to get. So, I, I don't know. We, I might need to do more than 30 seconds. You'll go blind. Oh, well, here it says uh, Star Wars fans are going into hyperdrive over John Williams' score in Rise of Skywalker final trailer. So, so I bet you it was him. Yeah. I mean, it could have been. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe, the, you know, J.J. and them said, we want a super epic slow motion version of this because that's the thing to do now, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, like, I remember one of the ones that really affected me was the for Age of Ultron, when they did the, the I got no strings from Pinocchio, but they slowed mm-hmm. it down and made it minor and like real creepy. Yeah, like uh-huh. there's a lot of uh-huh. movies that do that now, where they take these, 
you know, very kind of classic songs and then slow them down and it changes the feel totally. I just, I, I'm not actually a huge fan of that. I, I really do like that. Um, yeah, so this movie, gosh, Rise of Skywalker. Let's, there's a lot to talk about. And Absolutely. So two years ago, we reviewed The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the three of us, maybe Corny was on that show, I don't remember. But we liked it, I think. We kind of liked mm-hmm. that movie where a lot of people didn't. And yeah, there were a lot of neg- there was a lot of negativity towards that one. A lot of negativity. And which I think is interesting because like if you looked at Rotten Tomatoes, like the fan score was like forty, but the re- but the critics was like eighty five or ninety. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the on this movie, it's the 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 critics are like fifty eight, and the fan score is like eighty five. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is kind of appropriate. I th- I think because because the Last Jedi is more heady and different and interesting, and we 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 all love JJ, but let's let's just let's not kid ourselves. This is a rehash of six, like the Force Awakens is a rehash of four. Yeah, and I feel like there was a lot of fan service in this one. Mm-hmm. A and lot. I think that yeah. that plays to the uh, to the you know average Star Wars fan. And I, yeah. I totally uh, well, I like JJ's Star Wars better than I like the the middle one, but I liked them both for two different types of things. Mm-hmm. I like that JJ feels like he's a fan like us. That he feels like, you know, he's making things for us as fans. Mm-hmm. The who was the guy in the middle? Ryan from? Ryan Johnson. Ryan felt like he was trying to create more of a story by pushing the limits mm-hmm. on it, and I appreciate both for doing that. However, and I think we talked about this a little earlier today, Sean, where I was disappointed in the fact that each movie didn't feel like a part of a story of a trilogy, but an individual movie. There was, there, it, it didn't feel coherent to me. Yeah. And I was thinking later today that if this third film had, um, had more, I don't know if they had treated this third film almost like a trilogy in itself and expanded the story, I think that would have been awesome. And what that means is somehow in either the end of the first one or the the second one, at some point, Palpatine needed to be introduced. And I just felt like it was rehashing the story we've already heard twice before in this in this new trilogy. Yeah, I could see where you're coming from there. I think that I think that it was kind of neat in the way that Palpatine was introduced, though. But the problem was they introduced him in the trailer. So Yeah, they should have kept it, that a little bit more under under their hand. I think that that would have been a great shock value had we done that in the trailer. And, I mean, uh, waited and done that in the movie rather than doing it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of fans, because, you know, the the last two especially, it was very hush-hush. It was very uh, no was details. Very JJ. Yeah, um, and this one I feel like some stuff got out, and well, maybe because I don't know, maybe because he wanted it to get out. Well, he, I, I, I mean, don't know. He obviously put Palpatine in the trailer, right? They had mm-hmm. 
Ian McDermott, I think is his name. They had him at um, what, what Star Wars Con, Comic Con, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Like he was there on stage. Um, to to basically, he's the one that came out and said, "Hey, let's watch the trailer again." Right after it was, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, when you hear the laugh, right, the Palpatine laugh, the Emperor laugh. So, <clears throat> I I don't have a problem with us hearing, knowing that he's in the trailer because it, I think doing that really drums up more excitement for the fan base because like, wait a minute, we know he died. So now you've given us a reason to re- to want to watch the movie and go, how did he survive? Like, how is he still alive? So I don't, I don't have a yeah. problem with that. Plus, he's in the credits. So unless you're going to go in and edit IMDb, which... Oh, true. Which, <laughs> Although j- most normal people aren't going to do that. I know I didn't. Yeah, normal people. This is Star Wars we're talking about, right? Like, yeah, Star Wars fans aren't normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but that's for sure. They're. Like, you I'm, gotta... <laughs> I'm not talking about us. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about us because the three of us we like the Star Wars, we like the movies, and that's kind of it. Like, I I think I've gone a deeper dive with the TV shows, but that's it, right? Like, I'm not reading. We don't. I'm not. We don't show any... up and uh, get Comic Con dressed as stormtroopers or anything. Well, not even that. I'm just talking like I don't. We don't read the novels. I don't play any no, of the video no. games. Not really. I played Battlefront one and two. But like there's all yeah. these other Jedi ones that I just don't Those play. Those were good games. Those were great games. But but, but yes, there, there are diehard Star Wars fans, but it's like it's almost like a political party. There's going to only be about ten percent of the people that go to these Star Wars movies that are, you know, going to Comic Con and doing the craziness and, and all that sort of stuff. If that well, right? uh, that that that's um that's a social economic thing more than anything else. You know what I'm saying? Because like going to Comic Con's expensive. Um, I, I still think that there are fans that listen, not that listen, that, but maybe they listen to the show. I don't know. But I mean that, that they're watching those movies that are so into the lore, into the this, into the that, that that they're going into a deeper dive than like than than the three of us are, and I think that's okay. I just I love Star Wars, but I, I do, don't think it's the majority of fans. I don't think it's the ma- I don't think it's the majority, but it's not a a silent minority. You know what I'm saying? Like it's if it's the, if it's not the majority, it's like forty. Well, they aren't silent. I know that They're, it's the loud minority. I, I what think, they are. and I truly think of like of your of your big fan bases, your big ones. I truly believe that the Star Wars fan base is one of the most toxic you can find, because mm-hmm. if you aren't doing, oh, they didn't build that lightsaber the right way, you are dead to me. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I've I've never had a conversation where people get that angry at Star Trek. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just Yeah. Like I mean we, they should. Like, but. oh, you didn't like the movie? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> whereas I listened to another uh, person a uh, person's podcast about their uh, their review of the last Jedi and it was like they were personally attacked. You know, it was like Ryan Johnson physically mm-hmm. went to their house and slapped their mom. You know, it was it was they that Ryan Johnson basically, in their words, shit on their childhood. I'm like, that's not what he did. No, he, he made no. a movie, yeah. And that's your reaction to it, and that's 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 a you problem. It's not a Ryan Johnson problem. Clearly, the guy can make a good movie because Knives Out, from what I hear, is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I didn't mean to go down that road. And if I offended you, Star Star Wars nerd, that that whatever, then fine. But. Um, yeah, I he well, just called you nerds. I did. No, I just I just think of the <laughs> the millions and millions of people that see this movie. A very small percentage are going to be 
upset if the lightsabers med made the wrong way. I, but they will be loud about being upset. I think it's a larger min- minority than you are giving credit to. I, yeah. I you you think yeah. it's like five percent? I think it's like forty percent. Heck no. Yeah, I, I there's pr- not. You know, think think mm, no, no way. <laughs> and maybe just because of the of the circles that I I'm, I'm available to. I um, I think so. Once you look at the number of tickets sold, it's it it's quite different. Okay, yeah. When you're talking about the number of tickets sold to this movie, you're right. Uh, because mm-hmm. I mean, okay, that's that's right. that's fair to say. I'm talking about yeah. as of, but that but of tickets sold, I'm I'm talking about as as a diehard fan base. You know what I'm saying? I'm not okay. talking about my wife who went with me. Well, that's you know, but you know you're, but we're talking about people that go see the movie. So that so that's not what I'm talking about. You're talking about the collective group, you know, of the, yes, yeah, um, that's yeah. Like there's some people that have never seen the previous two movies that go to see this movie. Oh yeah, 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 and, no, and stuff are, like that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm talking about the majority of the people that see this movie uh, are not going to be nerds. Okay, that I'm, get upset. About I understand that kind of what stuff. you're saying. You're talking about the collective. I'm talking about the fan base itself. People that consider themselves part of the fan base. You know, like, like in not my wife. Mm-hmm. She went to the movie because she likes them. She probably won't watch it again unless I buy it. You know. Yeah. You know, like, and like my buddy's wife that was on Facebook that was confused. I thought Ray died on the planet when the Death Star shot it. No, that was, that was Jen Erso, and that's totally different. <laughs> like, she was super confused. Right? Yeah. And so, like, not her. I'm talking about of the, of the millions that, can, they, that make up what they consider to be the Star Wars collective. Of that, mm-hmm. of that number, I think it's a higher percentage that get upset at the small details. Which I think is what JJ does well at mm-hmm. in this movie to, to to those little details to give us, you know what I'm saying? Like I think well, yeah, that's I what think he's that it, it, Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say I think that comes from the fact that he is such a a fan. Yeah, that he pays attention to those little details and um, and I think that he knows that if he misses one or if he doesn't. Um, in the wrong way that he will have people, you know, biting his ankles for it. Yeah. I will say this about, but but yet I don't think they paid enough attention to, to the story in this movie to, to make it a coherent trilogy. I think the details were there. I think the look was there. I don't think the story was there. I, as far as the overall story, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think the story of this movie is fine. Personally, I mm-hmm. think this is a fine story, but it, but it doesn't, hmm. it does and it doesn't. I mean, I guess we haven't done our five word reviews yet. We've just, <laughs> go, just jumped right into this. Um, we just jumped right in. Did you guys do yours real quick? Can we, you want to do yours real yeah, quick? I'm, because, yeah, I'm, because mine is going to make the point that I'm about to make. So, so Sam, uh, you, you go ahead. All right, hold on. Just uh, go ahead with uh, Andrew. If you've got yours, go ahead. Yeah. I'm do something. Yeah. Mine is just. An okay Star Wars movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, mine is nothing new, same old formula. And uh, my next one is Force is not with this. Oh, yeah? You don't think so? Nope. Not with this one. Hmm. Nope. I was, it wasn't that I'm disappointed. Don't get me wrong there. Yeah. It's that I just don't think it's what, ever, I, I just don't think it's what we were expecting. Yeah, I, I mean. Wanted. I thought it was fine. I thought the movie was enjoyable and, and I liked it and I was 
was in it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took my kids to see it because they had seen the other three, or the, excuse me, the other two of this of this trilogy, and uh, and they've of course seen the others at, at home. Um, mm-hmm. So they know the story. They watched the Clone War show and the Star Wars Rebel show. Um, so they like Star Wars, and so the, for me, this was a family experience, and and seeing them, and you know, you know, I, when my oldest looked at turned and looked at me and said, "Emperor Palpatine's not dead," you know, so, <laughs> and I had to you know shush him right there in the theater. Uh, you know, it was a it was a cool experience, but the story itself, I kind of agree with you. You know, it's it's an okay story. I don't know what I wanted differently. Yeah, see, and that's the problem. I think in each of our minds, we have something different that we want Star Wars to be. I don't and, know. I don't know if if it change if anything were to change if it would make it better. So I mean, I'm like I'm I'm happy with what I have, mm-hmm. but I I don't know that I was completely fulfilled. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. Mine was simply a good way to end. I, oh, really? Okay. I, I like this one a lot. Um, I enjoyed it probably, probably honestly, of the three, this is probably my favorite um, right now. And I, need to, <coughs> I need to see it again. I've seen mm-hmm. The Force Awakens like ten times. I've only seen The, the Last Jedi like three times. And mm-hmm. I need to, so I just need to see this one again. But right now it's my favorite because I feel like it has everything I'm looking for in Star Wars because uh-huh. what what makes a good Star Wars like if we look back at the ones that we can all agree are the good ones right you know 4 5 mm-hmm. and 6 4 5 6 yeah which what what are the things that we like in a Star Wars movie so you have a hero that's kind of an underdog over an overwhelming might and he has to use his pluck and the force to win the day there's also mm-hmm. going to be some humor and we need a little bit of drama. We need, you know, someone needs to sacrifice themselves for the good. Um, mm-hmm. all, all of those things are in this movie. Um, you know, Poe is kind of the new Han Solo archetype. Um, uh, Ray is, 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 is what we all wanted Luke to be. It's just not the whiny version, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I can see that. And, and Finn that, yeah. is kind of like, like a force sensitive Chewbacca. I, I kind of feel like Finn was a little wasted. Yep. Well, okay, I kind of agree there because everyone wanted to know, and you had to go online and find out what the thing he wanted to tell Ray was, and that it he, you find out later but you have to go online to find out and that was that he I didn't was, know that. He you did what? I didn't know I that. I didn't look look it up. I what, did. What is it? Cuz I wanted to know is that he's force sensitive. He's telling her he's force sensitive. Um he oh, he hints the, he hints throughout the movie, right? You know, when the when he meets that the other stormtroopers that rebelled against their mm-hmm. their programming basically because they had this feeling that they couldn't figure out it was the force, right? And when she says, I don't believe in the force, and he's like, I didn't either until I believed, like until I found out or whatever, he's not talking about Ray, he's talking about himself. And the fact that he was even able to, you know, kind of wield a lightsaber even for only a moment and get his ass kicked by Kylo Ren, it's, it, it kind of goes to the idea that he is force sensitive, that it's not just Ray. 
Now, I would like okay. to have seen a little more of that. Just a little yes. more of a hint, you know, like maybe. But see, that's that's the kind of stuff that had they condensed the first two movies, or I don't know. I, I just this third movie had the stuff. It did. It had the story, but it had to rush through it because it's only one movie. Right. I think that's kind of what I was thinking is is it would have been better had they split it and made two more movies, which I know they didn't want to do, but I feel like there was more to be told. Yep. Totally or or, well, or more information that could have been useful to us. Yeah. And if you think about and it. to mention, it was the, the, the movie had a MacGuffin, um, which was pretty kind of silly to me with the, the dagger. And it just oh, and the way I don't know. And the was, wayfinder things too. Yeah, and the yeah. wayfinder. You know, the only way to find the wayfinder. It just it it was kind of I don't know. It, it didn't the, seem. Yeah, I liked like it better in the Goonies. Yeah, it seemed a little lazy to me. But again, like that, that that's like a Star Wars thing, right? Like we we, we there, there's been in a lot of other ones where they have to find the thing so that they can you know like they have to get the plans to the place where they have to. Um, Get the um, I don't know I'm, I'm running out of ideas. Maybe this isn't as as a big a Star Wars thing as I mean it's in a lot of other movies, but um, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's certainly in uh, the Force Awakens, right? We got to get the the map to Skywalker, you know, like yeah. So maybe it's a JJ MacGuffin, like he likes to do that kind of a thing. I'm trying to think. He doesn't do that in the two Star Trek movies he did. Mm-mm. Um. And I don't know how else they would do this, you know, how else they would do the story and, and progress it further. But it just seemed, it seemed a little uh, lazy writing to me. But again, I'm not. It, please don't don't think I'm I'm totally poo pooing this movie. I I guess I'm almost in that bunch of nerdy Star Wars where I I was expecting something. I think Sean posted something online about what we expected from JJ. Um, in the next Star Wars movie, and it's kind of that idea of no matter what he did, it's not going to be what we want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's where I am with it, yeah. Have you guys found or, or stumbled across the um, Freddie Prinze Jr. rant on Star Wars? No. It's <laughs> it's worth a listen. It's not for the kiddos. He, he drops the F-bomb oh. a lot, but... <laughs> He uh, basically his point is that because um, he voices uh, what's his name he he plays the Jedi that's in the Rebels show and um, so oh, okay and as yeah a, yeah so as not a, Ezra not Ezra but the other guy uh, not Jalen um, um, I can't think of it anyway he I can't either he also makes an appearance in this when Ray has her Popeye moment and mm-hmm. and has all of the um, the past Jedi basically come to kind of help her, um, you know, kind of give her power. All, all of the voices that come back as these other, uh, Kanan Jarrus, Jarrus is his name. There you go. Uh, yeah. So like Liam Neeson vo- had a voice, Frank Oz had a voice, Alec Guinness, Ewan McGregor, Sam Jackson, Jennifer Hale, um, uh, Ahsoka Tano, um, like all Anakin, uh, Hayden Christensen, like all of them actually, obviously not Alec Guinness, but they took obviously from his work yeah but you know what i'm saying like they all came back and did these lines now honestly i'm not gonna lie and andrew you've watched avatar the last airbender right yes and sam i don't think you have no, no. i've seen the no. movie well i, I watched the, the amazing the movie 
you of M. Night Shyamalan. So you didn't, um, but Andrew, you, you that didn't, he just he rocked that movie. You didn't watch the uh, the, the show then. No, no. Oh, okay. No, well, no. There's there's uh when 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 Aang goes into what's called the Avatar state, he he has the power of all of the previous avatars, and so like when she has this moment, it's kind of the same thing where basically she has all the power of the other Jedi's into this moment. I kind of was hoping for in the moment when she stood up for there to be like an arc of force ghost Jedi there to help just her. around her, like <laughs> just to there to give her support and strength. I thought yeah. that yeah. would have been super nerdy and cool. You know, like, like yeah. all, all of them that we've ever seen on film or in the cartoon, you know, there's, there's a hundred standing behind her. Even if they're just there as the ghost doing nothing, like she turns back and just gives a smile. And then that's when she pulls out the lightsaber and does her thing. I just thought yeah. that, would yeah. been, that would have been like next level in my opinion. Um, so anyway, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So if you get a chance, go listen to his rant. It's pretty great because what he feels like is that people have lot forgotten what star Wars is because of the video games, like where you go and level up your character and all this other stuff. And he's like, that's not how the mm. force works. You don't level up and, he he goes on some pretty 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 gnarly rants, and this he ranted before this movie came out. And he's like, "I can tell you who's gonna win and how because of the way that the Force works." And he says, "And I was taught by such and such, who was taught by George Lucas." And he says, "And the Force is all about balance." Yeah. And, and he's like, "Because like, like when Order sixty six happens and and they're they're all wiped out, there are two Sith." And there are only two Jedi left, which we find out later there are more than two. But at the time, mm-hmm. there are only two. And as a result, we needed two more to, to balance the evil. So what do we get? We get twin Jedi, Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, in this movie, showing, showing young Carrie Fisher as a Jedi was cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I was, did. I like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I was hoping, and I figured that we would see some of the, the uh, CGI... Uh, that we saw in the previous movies, you know, we saw some in Rogue One, and we saw some um, in uh, what was the second one called? Uh, the 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 last the last Jedi. Last Jedi, yeah, um, yeah, we saw some of that, and of course, when Carrie Fisher passed, we knew that she had filmed some, mm-hmm. um, but but not a lot of this, and so which I thought they fit perfectly into yeah, this. I yeah, I, um, I I thought it was, I was so well was very, done. Happy with that, yeah. Absolutely, because it was not, you know, in, I forget which one it was, I guess it was Rogue One, that there was some really noticeable CGI. And you could really tell that some of the characters didn't look all that great. And I think it was... uh, The the two that they did that was Grand Moff Tarkin, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, that one's pretty good. But for Leia, for some reason, she Leia, that was bad. When she, at the end, she says, Hope... That's the only line yeah. she has, but like, yeah. it's a it's a little Polar Express. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's yeah. totally agree. It, it doesn't yeah. quite work. And JJ admitted when after Carrie's passing, he's like, "We are not going to CGI her and whatever. We're going to use what we can because some of her scenes were from were deleted scenes from or or cut scenes from the the Force Awakens mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Because she was supposed to have a significantly larger role. 
because yeah. basically after the last Jedi premiered, she literally went to JJ once he was hired as to direct and said, "Look, you know, Harrison Ford got his movie, Mark got his movie, I want my movie. It's my turn." And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah. "No problem." And then obviously she passes away, so instead of making it seem disingenuous to have CGI her, you know, in a lot of scenes, you you can yeah. tell at what point they no longer had footage of her. And her her death scene was kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I and I told this the same earlier, Andrew. The I only cried I mean I truly cried in this movie. I really did. And it's the same time I cried when I watched The Force Awakens, and it's Chewie's reaction. Mm-hmm. When he screams when when Han gets uh skewered in The Force Awakens, like in the yep. movie theater, I mean like it, it wrecked me the first time. Yeah. And actually, many times after that. But in this time, <laughs> when they when they get back and and they find out, and Chewie, I mean, Chewie is just like he's inconsolable. And it was, yeah. it would, I mean, for a dude in a suit who's just acting, you know, doing like you know, just acting in a suit, and then of course the screams or however they capture the screams, whatever. It was it was some of the best acting in the movie. Seriously, from a big from a seven foot <laughs> hairy guy. And it, I would, I mean, my wife looks over me and I'm just wiping tears away like crazy because yeah. Chewie has well, lost everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the that, last. Yeah, that's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. He was at that point alone. Yeah. Yep. So he lost. I, I do like the, and uh, okay. So I want to talk about some other stuff that I really liked about the movie too. The humor in this movie is, is spot on in my opinion. Amen. Oh yeah. The, <laughs> just like when they're playing the space chess. And they're like, of course he's <laughs> cheating. And he's yelling at him. He's like, we know you're not cheating. You're 220 years old. Of course you can be, you're going to beat us at this game. And then he walks away. He's cheating. He's totally cheating. He's cheating. Like the two of them are like, <laughs> Poe and, and Finn together are really funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I like They have good, the, good, good chemistry. They do. Um, what were some other parts you guys liked about this movie? I'm trying to think. Um, well, I, I kind of liked the cold start. You know, I'm not a huge fan of that mm-hmm. um, in in a lot of films, but the way this one just we just took off from the very beginning. Of course, yeah. we have our our scrolling um, mm-hmm. uh, epilogue or whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as soon as that's over, you're just into Kylo Ren demolishing these people, um, yes. and then going from place to place. Um, almost to the point where, and I was sitting pretty close to the front. Uh, matter of fact, I was sitting, you know, in the theater as far forward as you can get without being on the floor level, oh, and wow. um, right dead center. And so, it was kind of hard to keep up, to be honest, uh, there at the beginning. But I, I really liked how it just took off, and we, it was like, all right, we're here, we're, we're going. Yeah. Um, so that was different. It wasted to me. no time. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and it didn't, and it wasted no time because it didn't have time to waste. Like the the point no. you guys have made is like they're trying to cram a lot into two hours and twenty minutes, and it doesn't feel like two twenty. You know what I'm saying like, right? So the first twenty thirty minutes of this movie are fast paced. I mean, we are mm-hmm. bang 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 bang, and. And I, you're not wrong, Andrew. I mean, it starts off fast, and that was one of the few people that I saw on Twitter that uh, who who has a large Star Wars opinion. They said really love the film, except that the first thirty minutes are just insanely fast. Mm-hmm. 
And it is. I kind of liked it. It for about five to ten minutes, it felt like a Zack Snyder film. Not gonna lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's such we're we're in, we're we're in a moment in time for such a small small place small piece. Like you're having a hard time figuring out. Like it took me a minute to really go. Oh, that's a giant jar of of Snoke bodies. Those mm-hmm. he was yeah. never like he was never real. He was always a thing. He was always a puppet. Yeah. So. Yeah, and once again, uh, if they could have, I think if if they would have gotten their heads together, they could have foreshadowed a lot more and had. I think it could have connected a lot more. So um, I together. I, I hate to say it. I don't want to sound like a jerk, but that, doesn't that kind of you fall are a jerk. at the feet of Kathleen Kennedy, who's in charge of the Star yeah. Wars department of Disney? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yep. And I totally agree with you. Isn't it? Um, they they needed somebody like uh, what's his name at Marvel. That they, is, they needed Kevin Feige. You know, there's yeah. some Kevin Feige. Uh, Feige, Feige? I don't know. It, like, no one knows how to pronounce it. He even says it differently. They have a perfect person that I feel like they didn't use, and maybe I mean for good reason because he's busy working on Mandalorian. But John Favreau is yeah. a perfect person for that. Well, I, um, and the, the annoying he, thing is, he's like, a huge Star Wars fan, and yep. um, you know, pretty, obviously, if you're watching Mandalorian, very passionate about the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, and I think he would have been great to be that connecting factor between these three films. And but that, and that's the problem is that they have that person. It's Kathleen Kennedy. She's been doing Star Wars since George Lucas did the first one. Like she was, you know, like she's been a part of Star Wars for thirty, forty years. So she knows how to make a Star Wars film. That's not my my mm-hmm. my my problem is is Sam's problem is that is that Episode Seven is a is a, is a single movie. And that at the very yeah. end, we get the, the connector to the next movie. And then 8 is so different tonally mm-hmm. than either one, either 7 but, or 9. But then again, but, um, uh, re, 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 uh, the second movie in the original. Um, okay, tonally is the wrong word. You're right. Tonally is the wrong word. Empire yeah. Strikes Back is very tonally different than 4 or yeah. 6. And it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. It, it needs to be that. But So tonally is the wrong word. It's, but it changes the direction, right? You, it changes what Luke does, and it changes how this happens and whatever. And, and as a result, you know, it kind of puts JJ in a box where he's yes, having to kind yeah. of. Uh, no one puts JJ in a box. Well, yeah, I mean, you're kind of like what <laughs> daytime television. This thing, we're like, what? Palpatine's alive, and his twin brother did the thing, and like, oh, mm-hmm. he's your daughter. You know what I'm saying, like. It, it kind of forced him to do that because I think what he originally had, the original story arc that he had for Snoke and whatever, I think got changed when he killed Snoke. Yep. I don't, I don't know if J.J.'s initial plan was to have Palpatine as the big bad the whole time or not. But, I mean, I guess it kind of worked out the, the way that it did. But, you know, I, I, I'm with you, Sam, in that it would have been, I think, better to have a game plan. We're talking yep. three movies. I mean, the MCU for the most part have, have done it for like 23. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, we've had a couple of, t- you know, you know, streets that dead ended. Um, yeah. With story plots, but, um, but if you, this movie had six writers, well, seven, if you count George Lucas, 
mm-hmm. as you know contributing to characters or whatever. But six writers. I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a. I don't know how many writers are generally on a film set, <laughs> but six seems like there's going to be some contrasting. Well, technically, it's it's four, and one of them is the director, right? Because right. screen uh, of the six, two are just doing the screenplay, and JJ mm-hmm. helped with the screenplay. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, but so of the the story. You've got Darren, Derek Conley, Colin Trevorrow, who we know, mm-hmm. Chris Terrio, and then so like Colin Trevorrow, you Sam, you know him, Jurassic. Yeah, Park. he did the Jurassic yeah. Park or Jurassic World. He directed the, the new Jurassic World stuff. Um, yep, and he has written some other things. Well, this is the first Star Wars thing he's written. Um, he's produced some, he's, and he's also produced some of the other stuff. So anyway, I don't know. I just, but I, I really don't see why there wasn't a room somewhere at Lucas film where there was that crazy serial killer writing on the wall, um, about what to do next. There's a lot of Jurassic world connection. The other writer, uh, Derek Conley wrote, Mm-hmm. Jurassic World 3, Jurassic World 2, Jurassic World 1, uh, Kong Skull Island. Uh, he did that Monster Trucks movie and a bunch of the, the mm. Lego Jurassic World t- miniseries. Yeah. Oh, he but also I, did, uh, he did uh, Detective Pikachu also. I feel, oh, that was good. Um, I feel like, I mean, and you've mentioned Marvel in a sense, but this was, I think, and and maybe it would be a completely different series had they sat down and done all nine of these in the past mm-hmm. 10, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. uh, and, and they would have had a sense of story all the way through. I remember watching some uh, documentary about the, the original three films and George Lucas was literally just making stuff up as <laughs> they were filming. And, yeah. you know, this is the sound that the, the Jawa makes because that's the sound I want them to make right now. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that, you know, and it was just stuff was just being made up on the spot. And I went back and watched, um, cause I, well, I wanted to watch all of these chronologically. So I've watched now Phantom Menace and, uh, uh, Attack of the Clones. Oh, you did the whole thing. Wow. Clone okay. Wars, yeah. And so, well, I haven't, I'm currently on the Clone Wars series because that comes right after episode two. So I've seen episode one and two recently. And I, those, those movies are bad. I mean, even like, I didn't realize how bad the CGI and, and how bad the, the special effects are. And, and George Lucas was at the helm. And I'm kind of glad in a sense that George Lucas is not in charge of these past three movies, because I feel like they were better films than we would have gotten had he been in charge. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And it's, I totally agree. Cause he needed, he needs somebody to say no, basically. He needs yeah. somebody to, to be in the room with him and say, George, that that's dumb. That's not going to make, that doesn't make any sense. 
it's also um, really and, and interesting. The, oh, sorry, go ahead. He take, he's taken the, the original three, as, as many of us know, and redone, reworked things and, and added things and added these special effects that I feel like honestly takes away from the movies um, and what they were. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that they anything's added. Yeah, I mean we we can we could honestly spend another episode just on on the redo, redos and the whole McClunky and all that other stuff. Um, which have you seen that part yet? I know I mentioned it a couple weeks ago the whole like because of <laughs> Disney streaming like now Greedo screams McClunky before he shoots. It's really strange. Um, yeah, yeah, but like. Those those prequel movies were not made for us. Is the no? They were made for kids. They, they were, were made, made for his for, grandchildren. Yeah, and, and it the was original, it's, it's like it's like the 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 gateway drug to what sh- you should well, be liking. So th- it was. I think they were made to sell toys. To be honest, well, maybe. Yeah. but I mean, there's a lot of cartoons that do that. I think that they're made for kids, though. Like, and that's also Freddie Prince Jr.'s uh, argument is that all of these movies are made for kids. And like so, the original ones. I mean, this it's made for those movies are obviously before I was born. Sam, you were already like thirty two when that this first one came out. But like <laughs> like Andrew and I, we weren't. I was one when Return of the Jedi came out. So I watched them on VHS as a kid, and I loved mm-hmm. them. And that's where I fell in love with them because I was a kid. Now I watched when Phantom Menace came out. I was already nineteen. So, uh, no, uh, 17 when Phantom Menace came out. So I, in the sitting in the theater, I was excited. I thought it was kind of cool. And it's, it's only because I've gotten older where I look back and go, man, those, those aren't very good. And say, like, Andrew, you watch it now thinking, well, it, it, you just said it sucks and it doesn't hold up, but I bet you your kids love it. Oh yeah. Because well, it's, I, yeah. yeah, not so much the first one, but the, the, uh, the Clone War or Attack of the Clones, they love that one, and they're gonna love the Clone Wars. If you're if you're watching the Clone Wars, that's some good stuff. And I mean, truly, once you get past that dumb movie that we what we you know, reviewed, and I hope so because that was a dumb movie. The, the movie kind of stinks, but like once you get to like, how far into it are you, Andrew, into the Clone Wars? Oh, I'm I'm only on like episode. Three. Okay, so it still stinks. If you're like literally, if you're still on yeah. episode three, then you're still a little bit into the movie that we watched, um, or maybe not. Maybe you're past that. It's about season two, no, season three, because I think there's six seasons, and the seventh one comes out this year, uh, twenty twenty. Uh, so there are so like ep- like season three is when the droids stop becoming. Um, what are they? What are the Three Stooges? You know, like they. Oh, <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I'm saying? Goofy? Like, there's a lot of slapstick that happens with the droids for some reason. It's real dumb. I never understood it. it the 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 show uh-huh. kind of starts to take itself a little more seriously and realize that it's okay to have some humor, but let's not treat kids like they're dumb. Yeah. Because nice. even my six year old at the time, now seven, when we watched it, he never found that stuff funny. He actually asked me, "Why do robots act like that?" Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, buddy. I think they think you would think it's funny. And he's like, no. So he, mm. Declan, like my son, wants the story and he wants the, I mean, he likes mm-hmm. the action, but he also wanted a story. He wants to know why Dooku was doing these things and whatever. So 
Anyway. Uh, yes. But there also is a um, hint of a romantic relationship with Obi-Wan in The Clone Wars. So that's, oh, why, interesting. that's why people kept thinking that Ray is his offspring because of the relationship he has with a character from a small planet that, Sam, you may have heard of called Mandalore. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, And the Clone Wars is also Sweet. where you get the, uh, the dark lightsaber, or the dark saber, I think is what it's called, mm. which is apparently in an episode of Mandal- the new Mandalorian, which I have not seen. I just saw it on the Facebook. Nice. Yep. Yeah, and they bring it back up in um, Rebels. Oh, and uh, in the Rebels show. And yeah. one of the characters that's part of the Rebels team is from Mandalore. And yeah. she has the Mandalorian armor. And she, at some point, wields the Darksaber. And so people are hoping that in season two of Mandalorian, she shows up. Which would be okay. kind of cool, honestly. Because she's an interesting character. Anyway, she's not in Rise of Skywalker. I love in this movie, in this movie, where... Uh, Luke, Force Ghost Luke, catches the lightsaber and kind of <laughs> makes a joke like that's no way to treat a weapon. Basically, I'm not going to... Basically, he kind of looked at the camera and said, Ryan Johnson, a Jedi would not just throw his lightsaber away. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, yes. and then she said, well, you hid away on this island. And then he basically looks at the camera and said, I was wrong, Ryan Johnson, to do that. So yep. they do a little bit of retconning. Mm-hmm. that yep a um, little bit little bit which tells me there was some sort of that's the disconnect right yeah there there was not a linear story that was presented as a trilogy yeah well and it seems like i remember somebody interviewing jj when the second one came out and he's you know there was some issues of he wouldn't have done it this way he wouldn't have told the story this way yeah um and there was some seems like there was some criticism uh, from mm-hmm. JJ, of, of the well, not even film. Jay. I mean, even Mark Hamill was like, "This is not what Luke would do, but this is the script you've given me, and I will do the best that I can." I mean, even yeah. Mark Hamill. But at the same time, I kind of liked the the uh, direction they took it in that second film. I I do too. I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, people keep saying that's not what Luke would do. Every other Jedi has gotten his ass beat and then hid. I mean, they all have done it. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand the problem here. That's true. Yoda yeah. did that, and. And right, uh, Obi Wan did that. Yeah, so I mean, it's like it's kind of the Jedi thing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, so yes, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say that um, I like the little chat that he has with Ray, and then he he mm-hmm. pulls his X wing. Now I will say this: you want to talk about a good, a good, a fortuitous moment, right? Where yeah. in the last, the last Jedi, it shows that the X wing is at mm-hmm. the bottom of the water. Like, oh man, I bet you JJ was like, sweet. He gave me a favor there. He and gave me an out. Yeah. So then he pulls the X Wing out, and of course, it's all grody like it was in the uh, Empire. In, in, well, you know, JJ Empire. likes taking things out of water. Doesn't he? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't get a camera <laughs> shot of the water rippling as the X Wing came out of it. Seriously. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, when we get the first trailer, Sam, I called you and I was like, "Did you yep. see the trailer once again? JJ's got to have crap coming out of Earth yep. or, or clouds or whatever." And in this case, it was a fleet of star destroyers. Yep. So, which again, uh, um, 
I just, I don't like the whole, the, these last three films with, oh, look, there is a surprise Death Star base. There is a surprise cannon on a, on a ship. Now there's a surprise fleet of, of Death Star, of, of whatever they are. Uh, I just, it was like, come on, you know, uh, give me something coherent. Give well, me something. But that's what, again, that's what the Star Wars does, right? Like, oh, here's a space station. Surprise, yeah. it can blow up planets. Oh, um, here's, here's the, imp- oh, surprise, they have giant walking robots that look like my dad's dog, an Italian Greyhound. Oh, it's the sixth movie. Oh, surprise, here's another Death Star, and this one can also shoot planets and ships and things. So, oh, surprise, yeah, but here's I- a planet-killing uh, uh, planet gun thing. So, it's... <sighs> Yeah. And here, you know, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, the perfect trilogy in my mind, the perfect trilogy is Lord of the Rings. Oh, and sure. of course it has source material and it just, it keeps gradually amping up the, 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 the danger and amping up the stakes through all three films. It gets, you know, it's get more and more dangerous for, for our characters. And I just did not feel that in this. Hmm. And this last one, I didn't feel like like it well, was as much of a challenge. And I feel like that uh, where I wonder if that's because those three films were made all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were not. These were three separate stories and three separate filming times. And, yep. and there's some disconnect intentionally. But with Lord of the Rings, there's literally no disconnect the uh, yeah. i mean the actors you you went start, from one to the other start yeah. you know yeah it was a what a year or two worth of filming back to back yeah. to back yeah yeah they did it all for the one time it was like 250 days of principal photography or something but like yeah i don't know i you feel like you're defending this movie, don't you? No, I don't have a problem defending this movie. I think it's a movie worth defending. I don't think that you're attacking it so much either. I, I disagree, though, is that I don't have a problem with the surprise fleet that can destroy an entire galaxy. Um, I don't, Did it seem a little easy to destroy, though? Uh, well, not really. I mean, they needed... Uh, you, have to, you have to have the weak point, like, because, yeah. because you need to, right? Like, you, you have to... You have to have the thing so that you can take it down. Yeah, it's a little bit like, you know, like in the the, the Phantom Menace where you just have to blow up the transport ship and all the droids on the mm-hmm. you know ship. Not only do they deactivate, but they fall apart for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same thing in Avengers when Tony nukes the ship and then all the little sentient animals that are on the planet, the Chitauri, they all fall dead. So, yeah, I don't I yeah. don't have a problem with this. Um, and same thing with uh, Independence Day, right? We infect the mothership, yeah. and then the rest, you know, are susceptible. So I don't have a problem with if we. If but we, is that a trope we're getting tired of? I know I am. I don't. I don't know. I just. To me, the 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 odds were always against the team. Like we're we're talking about a ragtag band. Like at least if for whatever reason, the first Star Wars movie, it felt like, oh my gosh, there's like, literally, there's like twenty ships attacking this giant thing, right? And then yeah. in Empire, they're, they're just constantly running away, right? I mean, Empire literally is a chase movie, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of what The Last Jedi is. And then mm-hmm. in this movie, or in then, and then Return of the Jedi, it feels like they have a, like a larger fleet, like they got a pretty good-sized fleet now, and they got a ground flight. Like, I'm saying, like, it felt like a, 
a small army versus a very large army, where this felt like it was about 38 people and a handful of ships versus the universe. And mm-hmm. we, and then we until have the, the until <laughs> the moment where um, Anthony Mackie says on your left. And then we yeah. get yeah. that, that big reveal, which was super <laughs> cool. And the guy's I'm okay like, with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm super okay with that because they finally got the, the call to arms that they needed. You know, the, it's, it's not just these people rebelling. It's the entire galaxy is tired of tyranny and oppression. And we're, we, we will rise up as one people. And that's, that's not a navy. It's just people. Um, just fortunately, yeah. they all have weapons on them. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that was super cool. I liked the idea. And I love freaking Billy D. Williams showing up as Lando was so cool. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that part. And it wasn't, I mean, he was dripping with Lando when that lady oh, says, um, I don't know where I'm from. And he's like, well, let's go find out. You know, <laughs> just, <laughs> I thought it was, I liked it. So I just. And there's some, uh, there's some foreshadowing there, and some people have mentioned that that might be a spinoff um, with Lando and and her because apparently there was some I don't know I saw a, a new Rockstars uh, YouTube video about that uh, that she is at the age that she could be his daughter, and that that might be a Lando story mm. coming up. We don't know. But that's something that people had mentioned. That'd be cool. And honestly, I I want to see another movie with Ray. Yeah, you know I'd saying? be okay with that. I yeah. like. I don't. I don't think we'll see it, but I would love to well, see a, another movie with her. See, that's that's this is the interesting thing that you say that because everything has said this is the last of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. But well, all the Skywalkers are dead. Yeah. Kind of technically, she's technically not a Skywalker, right? So, I don't think that I, I, it would not surprise me that we get more movies with her and Finn and Poe, like because those are really interesting characters. And let's have them doing all whatever. We don't, I don't know. I mean, I just I'd love to see more, I, but I, I, I don't know that we're gonna get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can't have a big bad. Again, it can't be you know Palpatine for the third time or something. But I I don't know what mm-hmm. you would do if if you could do it. But I think it would be super interesting to have her doing more things. I just want to see her new yellow lightsaber do stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, I like the ending. I also like the redemption of Ben. Um, yeah, we all kind yeah. of saw it coming. I just like the way that it happened. Uh, now that is one story that I feel like was cohesive through the three through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I, because yeah, you could tell even in the first one, and I love how they they redid pretty much shot for shot the scene with Harrison Ford. Yeah, um, I, I I love how that kind of tied it together because in the the first movie it was it's I'm going to make this choice. It's basically the same conversation one, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then this one, he makes the choice that you wanted him to make in the first yeah. one. Yeah. But now he's stuck on that wet planet. It is amazing how people can get around in this universe where, like, his ship is destroyed, but he can always just get off somehow and get where he needs to go. And <laughs> it was moist, not wet. It was very wet and moist and <laughs> it was wet. Very wet. But how about the, the, the graphics, the, the polygons in, in this movie, too, I thought were great. 
the uh, gra- just the, the computer animation and the, the visuals were, were amazing. Well, they really were. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that we have the benefit of with these, this trilogy is that the technology is better, but we have gone back to what Star Wars feels like. So we're, we're using puppets again. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we like puppets as a society. Mm-hmm. We look back at CGI Yoda and go, that looks terrible. Yeah. Give me puppet Yoda. Give me Frank Oz with his hand up his butt any day. I know it's not actually Frank. I Oz I, I really butt. think it has to do with just the the you can. S- it's there. Yeah. It's not just a tennis ball or yeah. a ping pong You're ball. You're actually and a stick. acting it's, off of a thing. It's something to act against. Yeah, absolutely. And I and obviously it doesn't. It's it just there's obviously puppets. You could tell which ones are puppets. Yeah. But um. I'm okay. Yeah, I guess I'm okay with that. I don't I'm care. I'm okay with that in my Star Wars universe. At all. I don't care. Yep. Uh, all right. So I don't have clips because this is a movie in the, in the thing. I do have some trivia uh, if you want to get to that for just a second. Uh, so I'll play this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Uh, there's a lot of trivia, obviously, for a movie that is this, this big and um, important. I think important maybe is not the right word. But something this big is going to have a lot of trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, so series composer John Williams appears for a cameo as the bartender in the cantina on, uh, what is that? Kid Jimmy? Yeah. Kid Jimmy planet. The one that they Jimmy. blow up. Yeah. Which I think is kind of neat. Um, I love, by the way, uh, this, this is, is something I, I just, I enjoyed the way the planet blew up. I like to see like the continent kind of peel off before the whole thing exploded. Yeah. It reminded like, me of. Explosions in the original three. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, after Ben Solo turns from the dark side, every instance where Kylo's theme is heard, it is played with a more light side-esque tone. Hmm. I love that stuff. I just think that's, mm-hmm. that's super fast. for them. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and John Williams is, uh, you know, clearly a master composer. And yeah. And that was well thought out on his part. Yeah, yeah de- definitely. I mean, that's you know, that's that's communication between him and JJ and saying, "This is what I want to do," or JJ says, "This is what I'd like for you to do," or something like that. And they're mm-hmm. and them doing it. I just that that's that's truly great filmmaking right there. And because he's a master at that, right? Oh, I mean, and you you heard Leia's song mm-hmm. uh, a few times in there, you, even a, a sad Leia song, you know, during the the passing and. You know, there's just those little motifs that he can build on, and it's just, I just love it. I love it. I love when they can do that. You even get throwbacks to when he's lifting, when Luke is lifting his X-Wing out of the water. It's the exact same score as when Yoda does it in The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, you Uh know, like, hearing the music reminds you of the moment more than just seeing Mm -hmm. Luke do it. And, like, it, it puts you back into that mode when you were watching it for the first time. Uh, Chewbacca receives a gold medal from Maz Kanata, <laughs> just like the medal given to Han Balea at the end of Star Wars. Back, yeah, back I then, like that. Uh, did I tell you that, Sam? I think I told you that there was one thing that, that Chewie finally got. Like That was my only quote-unquote spoiler I was going to give you, was like Chewie finally yeah. got something. Yeah. It was He finally got a medal. Finally got his medal. Uh, I mean, it was, it, was, it was obviously Han's medal that, that uh, Leia had. Yeah. But... Uh, he finally got okay his medal. Uh, I had to put this in the trivia because this is amazing. Now, I have no proof of it, 
I'm going off of trivia because um, the movie's still in theater, so there's no there's no footage of it. But in the scene where the ships from across the galaxy come to the aid of the rebellion, the Serenity is very visible at the center of the screen, obstructed slightly by the ship that the camera is following. Oh, now I'm going to have to go see it again. Right? Oh, <laughs> that's is that awesome. not in the? Because that scene I, is in the the I, uh, trailer. I went back and looked at the trailer four times after reading that, <laughs> trying to find it to see if that is in fact. Oh, I love it. I I, I do too. I mean, I mean, obviously, Serenity is you know. Um, is your thing? It's my is my thing, right? So like. So when the, when the shot in the trailer where the, the Falcon kind of comes down from out of camera in, into camera at the center of the fleet there, I, I have scoured that image as best as I can. Now, I see the ghost, the, mm-hmm. the ship from um, Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. but I have not seen uh, Serenity. So anyway, I'll... Uh, no, you must feel Serenity before you see it. Yeah, that is true. Because I, I mean, I'm literally looking at it right now. Like I have the the shot from the trailer <laughs> paused, and I, I don't I don't I see the ghost. The ghost is right there off to my right, yep. but I don't see. Holy crap! That can't be. There's. It looks like underneath the Falcon, way in the uh-huh. distance, is the Mandalorian ship. Oh, it is. Yeah. Sweet. Oh yeah, God. in that uh, new Rockstars video that I watched, it showed that there was the Mandalorian ship, the Ghost. Um, Maybe that's what they're thinking is the Serenity ship because it does look a little like a Firefly class. It, um, the Han, the Han Solo um, freight ship. Uh, oh yeah, the big freighter. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> and then there's uh, the wing. The the I, I don't know what type of ship it was called. I don't know what it's called from uh, Rogue One. Yeah, the, the blue the, one with the, the wing. Yeah, it's. I can. I'm looking at that one right now too. I can see that there. So I mean, I'm looking. I mean, I'm looking deep into this picture. I mean, I'm looking for every crack and crevice as I can. I don't see the Serenity, but that doesn't mean that it's not there. I mean, there's an old Jedi <laughs> cruiser. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's kind of hard to tell because they're all straight on profiles. So. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of hard to tell. I bet you there's ships from all kinds of other video games and stuff in there too, you know, because the oh, yeah. because the field is the, the is so deep. I mean, there is a ship. And you know, the, the Enterprise has to be in there, right, JJ? Oh, wouldn't that right? Be, wouldn't that be kind of cool if there was just like if like a snuck <laughs> that in? That would be amazing. Well, while 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 doing when I saw that Serenity. Um, Post. I also saw, and I knew that the ghost was in this, and mm-hmm. then I, I, so I started googling the ghost in, and then it popped up Rogue One. The ghost is all over Rogue One in the battle mm-hmm. scene at the end. It's everywhere, and I was like, "Oh, that's super awesome!" Because it would be, because that's the yeah. time of the Rebels TV show. Seriously, if you if if you like the car, if you like Star Wars, that's a cartoon you need to watch. It's really good. Okay, oh, yeah. you might have to convince me. I think, no, I just, I, you, Sam, I think your girls would like it. If they like Star Wars a little bit, I think they would get mm-hmm. into it. Because there's <clears throat> because the one of the things that's kind of cool is that two of the characters on the show are girls, and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. they're, they're not just you know heroines to be rescued. I mean, the leader of the team is a girl. It's her ship. You know, Hera is her name, and it's her ship. And... 
Sabine is from Mandalore, and we get some of her background. Rebels is a good show. And, yeah, it is. And you have the Disney Plus. So I you, don't know. It's just so it's so hokey. The movie was so hokey. I just no, 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 not not Clone Wars. Rebels, Star yeah. Wars, Rebels. It's it's literally like three, just a few years before A New Hope. So like okay. the the Empire is is starting to kind of still get under its feet. Um, they're they're inventing new Tie Fighters, and we're getting um, we get new bad guys called Inquisitors, which are like. Um, they're they're force wielding Sith, but they're not nearly as powerful as like Darth Vader or anything like that. So, um, yeah. I in fact I'm getting kind of fired up. I want to go watch it. I just don't have access to to the show. But mm-hmm. uh, when it was on TV, I we recorded every episode and watched it. So <coughs> my my son was super into it. Go watch Rebels. Seriously. Yeah. Um. I I you won't regret it. Uh, and and it, it's a neat Ezra and there's a lot of force stuff. You get to get to do a lot of stuff with the force. So more more in depth stuff. Pretty cool. All right, um, that's kind of it. That's kind of our movie. We decided not to do a top three just because we don't usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've already ordered. I mean, I guess if we want to put these in order of the new trilogy, I guess we can. Mm, but I haven't even thought of that. But honestly, from <laughs> from I would I could probably guess, I would bet you that all three of you would probably say seven, eight, nine. All three of you. There's only two of you. I'm the third person. <laughs> um I would do seven nine eight. Seven nine eight? So you like this one a little mm-hmm. bit better than The Last Jedi? Yeah, I yeah, think so. I, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, let me see this the second or third time, and maybe I would change my mind. Mm-hmm. As of right this moment, I probably would have to say seven, nine, eight. I do like the the Force Awakens. I think it's a good movie. So, yeah, I agree. And it was mainly because it was it's a totally it's a fan film. And it, you know, yeah. it, it brought it, us back to the world that we wanted to see. Yeah, it, it not feels just, like um, a, yeah, I not mean, just it, you know Lucas's weird prequel crap. Well, the, so. the, the stuff that I like about it is that it's dirty and weird and grimy and whatever. It's not all clean and shiny like the yeah. uh, like the prequels well, are. And before we get on anything else, let me ask you this: yeah. Where would you put um, Rogue One in these rankings? So, if you oh. do anything past Episode Three, so we're talking about Rogue One and Solo. So, if you're going to add mm-hmm. all of the new Star Wars movies, so that's five new ones. Of those. I like Rogue One a lot. I think that's a really Me good movie. Too. I would probably I put Rogue one. one, yeah, probably at number one. I'd See, I'd probably put seven at one just because it was such a, a, a relief for, for us old, you know, fans, right? Yeah. Um, but Rogue One is really close in, behind it. Um in in the rankings. But um, for me, Rogue for me. One has less problems than than uh, the Force Awakens. I mean, I still have that mm-hmm. big physics problem that the movie presents, but um, <laughs> I still love the movie a lot. But it does have a big physics physics problem. But I, I just I think Rogue One. I think, frankly, is just a better because I think Rogue One is the thing that we talk about with the MCU. They gave us a genre movie, right? It's a it's a heist, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of a heist mm-hmm. movie. Um, only instead of they're not just uh, stealing a thing. Well, yeah, they are. They're stealing a thing to to give to someone else. I mean, it is a heist movie, but also there's you know yep. the, the the battle that, that that comes from it. But 
but I think and there's the, consequences. There's huge there consequences. consequences in Rogue One, and yeah. and the characters are so lovable, and you only know them for an episode. You know, like yeah. one movie. Yep. I mean, Donnie Yen was the perfect cast. You know, like of yep. you know what I'm saying. Like he was amazing. So yep. I, I love the four. I love the Rogue One. Uh, I, I want to watch that now. So <laughs> I just want to watch it all. I love Star Wars. I really do. And yep. uh, and again, I I'm a Trek guy through and through. I love Star Trek, but I I, li- I you can like both. It's okay. So absolutely. Um, which by the way, speaking of Trek, um, so there so the new movie is happening. There's going to be a maybe. fourth movie. No, not maybe. The fourth one is going to be happening, and it's going to be directed by. Oh gosh, it was Tari- the, no, it was the showrunner. No. <laughs> It was the showrunner of like seasons one and three of Fargo. Oh, um, okay. And uh, from last I read, that was, that was kooky, dude. Well, I'm okay with that. I mean, gosh, the I think of the trilogy Beyond was the better one, and that was freaking Justin Lin from Fast and Furious. Yeah, uh, and some other weird stuff. I know you didn't like it as much, but I didn't like it. No, that's fine. Um, so anyway, so and I, as far as I can tell, the uh, what's his name? The, he wants to touch your feet all the time. Um, Tarantino. Yeah, that one's no longer happening. Yeah, I saw that too. So I don't know. It's weird and confusing, but whatever doesn't matter. What does matter is this movie, and I am going to play this now. Nope, this now. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We're going to actually score this movie because we have done that in the past. We're going to rank this movie from 1 to 10. Um, I don't think any of us are going to give it a 0. But uh, Andrew. Okay. <clears throat> so like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a good end cap to, um, to the Star Wars saga, the original saga. Um, <clears throat> was it what I wanted? I don't know. I think <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I mean, I guess it was. Um, there's something out there that I just wanted more of, though. But maybe we'll get that in in TV shows and with Disney Plus now. Who knows what we're going to yeah. get? So, um, Mandalorian has been been doing well. Absolutely, yeah. So um, I'm going to give this a eight point eight. Out of ten. All right. Uh, Samwise. All right. I'm going to, um, and this is all coming stemming from my idea that this could have been a more complete trilogy. And, um, you know, my views on that, I, I was disappointed in the fact that it wasn't a step up in terms, in my mind, of stakes, consequences, all that sort of stuff even though people die and all that sort of mess, blah, blah, blah. Um, I wanted it to be the return of the king of this new trilogy, and it, it just wasn't for me. So I'm going to give it a 7.28 out of 10. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, hmm. I like this movie. I think it's really good. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I... I don't know what else I would want to have wanted out of it other than the few couple nitpicky things I think I said earlier, uh, which I've already forgotten what they are. But <laughs> I, I I like this movie. I think it's really good. I think, I don't know. I, I think if you like Seven, you'd love Nine. I think if you yep. 
liked eight, I think you'd still like this one. Um, if you hated eight but love seven, then you're gonna really love this one because this is more mm-hmm. of that. Um, and you get you get weird space horses riding on top of a Death Star, so or on a Star Destroyer. So I mean, that's kind of cool too. So, um, uh-huh. in fact, I didn't even think about it until just this moment. We have another callback to Return of Jedi where they literally point the gun at the deck, right? Like where he says, point the gun at the deck and they blow up the, the ship that mm-hmm. Jabba's on. They take one of the big, you know, big guns that's there and they shoot it toward the bridge and it shoots itself in the face. Mm-hmm. So, And the Ewoks. Oh, my gosh. They actually put Warwick Davis in a suit to be an Ewok for, th- for a four-second cameo. How cool is that? Uh, uh, I that think was Warwick Davis. That, uh, yes, Warwick oh, Davis. I, I love it. I think that's amazing. <laughs> Everyone got... Oh, we, we didn't talk about the cameos in this movie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Wedge Antilles makes a cameo in this, which is super cool. Um, Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO, got to be a pilot or something in this. Obviously, John Williams is in this. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised Simon Pegg isn't in it. Um, I know that J.J.'s buddy... Uh, uh, Grum Grundleberg, what's his name? Um, you know, what I'm talking about, uh, from Lost and all of those other things. Uh, Greg, oh, yeah, yeah, Greg yeah. Grunberg, yeah, uh, he's in this. Um, of course, he's a, he would be one of the several Star Trek connections we have for this. Uh, JJ being obviously a big one. Carrie Russell is in this, you know, from your alias and. Not alias, but uh, from Felicity. Oh, Felicity, thank you. Which is a JJ bit, and and up and her relationship with Poe is hysterical. When he gives her the nod, and then he gives her like the the sexy eyes, and she just turns him down. He's like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> um, and Dominic uh, Monahan, who yeah, uh-huh. I guess Sam would Lost. be would be yeah from Lost would be your Lord of the Rings connection. Yeah. Um, so, and Jurassic Park connection too. He's in Jurassic so Park. I'm sure he watched it at some point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have Jurassic Park connections. It's the writers <laughs> that did the Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I don't know if I can connect it to Jurassic Park. <laughs> I can. I can look, but I don't. Oh yeah, Dutch John Williams. There's your connection. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. No. It, I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. That's it. That's our show. That's our review. <laughs> that was fun. And yeah. that was fun. I'm glad I was able to go see it. I actually saw it with Chad. Oh, yeah. God rest his soul. Yep. And Charlie Br- uh, Bradley. So, oh, cool. Gosh. Geez. It was fun. He, uh, um, so I must, I'm going to say this real quick. Um, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. This is our last episode of 2019. Um, I, it's our last podcast forever. We're all jumping off this cliff. Well, no. The but, waves out there will beat us into a pulp, but we were going to jump off this together. Oh, okay. As a team. This is like, are we Thelma and Louising this all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. I will say this. I, um, I I went back and I was looking at my emails from the podcast, looking for a specific one because I couldn't actually remember the actual date of the show of when we aired. Oh God. Because I couldn't, I didn't know how we wanted to celebrate the sixth anniversary. Was it on the date that iTunes gave us the the yes, you're a podcast, or from the date that I posted the first show? Mm-hmm. And by doing so, 
it allowed me the opportunity to go back and look at emails from listeners. And I realized that I had several emails that we never, that I never responded. I never responded. No, no, I read them, but didn't personally oh. respond to. <laughs> um, I even got a couple emails where they were like, hey, you didn't do the movie I requested. And that kind of bumps me out. Now, we eventually did, but it would have been like a year later. And so if you are still listening, who sent us an email, and I did not personally email you back, I'm sorry. I really am. Oh, Sean. For shame, for shame. And if you have put in a request, you know, two plus years ago and have not gotten your movie done, I, again, I, I apologize. And um, um, I know there's still people that are, I have that put movies that they want to do in our, that's on our list of to-do movies, like... Um, um, what's our buddy? He wants us to keep doing that movie that's never streaming. Um, Alan wants us to do that movie. It's not about, Alan Tudor? No. Though that'd be cool if he wants us to do one. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, but like, I just, I kind of feel bad. And so I, I, I must say to my listeners, I'm, uh, to our listeners, not mine, our listeners, I'm, I'm sorry that I have neglected you. Um, and maybe that's why people stopped emailing the show because they, they know that I'm not going to email back. I don't know. But uh, if, if you are one of those people, I apologize. Please, uh, guys, feel free to email the show. I will respond, and we'll uh, we'll get you get your. It may be six years later, but he will respond. Mm-hmm. So this is the last episode <laughs> of 2019, and it's been a great year, folks. It, it has been an interesting year. It's been a good year of movies. I think we've done some really good movies. We've done some good episodes. I think we've. Um, you may have noticed, apart from tonight, we've kind of tightened up the show a little bit, made it a little bit more. Uh, uh, easy to digest in a, probably about an hour or so format. So Streamlined. I hope you like this new kind of way we're doing it, plus the five-word review bit we're doing. Uh, if there's anything you guys would like to have us see do differently or add or subtract, do let us know in the Twitter or on our website, in the comments or email, however you want to get in touch. We would love to just know that you're listening. And... Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to kick the new year off with a bang, and I do mean literally a bang. The next movie we're going to do is called Six Underground, the Netflix action-packed <laughs> Michael Bay-directed Ryan Reynolds-starring movie. Um, I have been told that basically this movie is nothing but two hours of explosions and chase scenes, and there's no plot, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a fun Christmas break kind of movie, yeah. so I'm excited. So that's our next movie, Six Underground, and... Sam will turn 41 before that we do that movie. So oh, Sam's birthday yeah. is in just a oh, few wow. days. Yeah, in just a few days, mm-hmm. he turns 41. So happy birthday to you, my mm-hmm. friend. And Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's the show. That's, that's going to do it for us. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, I didn't do all the other crap. I'll, I'll say this. Follow us on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. We're on Instagram, barely. Uh, Twitter, at Cheap Seat Cast. Uh, feel free to leave us a review if you want on iTunes, um, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever. Um, and, uh, of course, you can send us an email at cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. And please share the show with someone that you know. I did not mm-hmm. mean for that to rhyme. Uh, but you know, send, send it to a friend. Force your relatives to listen to it while you're getting ready to do New Year's Eve. You know, you know celebrations. Don't want to listen to uh, 
Oh gosh, who does the ball drop anymore? I don't know. It's not Dick Clark, obviously, but you know, if you don't want to listen to it's Barbara Walters, if you don't want to listen to Barbara, <laughs> Barbara Walters, it's 2020. I would love it. Oh man, it would be great. Uh, whoever uh, Nick Lachey, if you don't want to listen to him, then listen to us. Um, I'm sure we'll be more entertaining. Uh, yep. Or not. I don't know. Anyway, thank you guys <laughs> for listening. This has been great. It's been a lot of fun. And we will see you in 2020.